Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. I am your host, Paul, coming to you high atop the beautiful Brooklyn studios in glorious Brooklyn, New York. As always, I've got my number one supremo, most respected co-host with me again tonight from beautiful Columbus, Ohio, Dr. John. How are you, Dr. John? You are very kind. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to be, John. I just, I just tell the truth. Uh, I'll tell you what, John. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here real quick. I am pretty excited about tonight. What do we got? Well, we've got the first episode of season five, John. It's also our fiftieth show. I don't know if you know this, folks. When you downloaded the podcast, that's right. It's the big five oh. I can't believe that we've done fifty of these. John, your thoughts. Do you have the special sound effect button? Yeah, there it was. There it was. Oh my All god. Right. You know, I can't believe how much that cost. That was that that was fifty dollars. Fifty of that is amazing to think that uh, you know, given the budget of this production, that we were yeah. able to get this done. We were well afford the sound effects. Yeah, I also found it to be uh, quite apropos that it cost fifty dollars on the fiftieth show. Nice. With comedy like this, John, it's amazing we don't have more listeners. Moving on. Thank you. Uh, but yeah. first show, first show, first show. Pretty excited. Season pretty excited. five, seventeen months. As it really, it was seventeen months. Seventeen months since the uh, end of the last season. It felt like eighteen, John. I'll I tell think you what. we've all grown a little bit. I haven't. I can tell you that I have not grown a peep. I um, continue to be uh, short and bald, and I still look like Paul Giamatti. Sadly, here's the and great thing: no one's surprised. No one is surprised. Uh, John, where where did you end up watching the uh, the the, uh, the show? You know, I was really tempted to hit up the Columbus area party theater. Cruising for checks again, John. Sadly, I just didn't get down there. Uh, it was a big day. Had a lot of other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations to our cousin on uh, their new baby boy. Got to go to a party for that. And then we had to do the show. So got to watch it from the comfort of my own couch. Do the tweeting live, which was a blast. Oh, the tweeting. The tweeting was great. We had a, we had a lot of participation. Really uh, helpful folks out there. I, I think they were enjoying our thoughts. Uh, we also had uh, Kate live tweeting with us. Um, you will notice she's not on the show tonight. She's very upset. She uh, come down with a cold and is feeling, feeling not so good. So I said, you know what? Sit this one out. Sit this one out. Don't, don't push it because we want you on the rest of the season. So uh, she'll be with us next help, week. You don't you, have anything. You got nothing, John. That's very true. Uh, now I'm thinking, should we stop with the witty banter and just jump right into this one? Well, considering we have an hour and a half of actual show footage, let's get going. I think everybody, we're going to put on the, uh, the, the, uh, Dr. John express. Uh, sometimes we, we, you know, we take it a little, uh, we take it a little seriously, but tonight we're going to just try to get through this thing as to not, uh, as to not run too long. So John, kick us off, pal. Well, I think, you know, in the spirit of 50 episodes, sure. maybe everybody wants to know if you learned anything. Oh, right. Oh, my God, John. I completely, I completely forgot that that's how we started the show. Here's the thing. It's been, it's been so long. I forgot how we even start this damn thing. Well, John, uh, strangely enough, I did. I learned exactly three. Exactly three. And for those of you who can't see me in the studio, I held up two fingers while saying three, which is uh, <laughs> it's a whole new low. Anyway, uh, number one, John, uh, much like Abe, I too want to take my pants off and rub my ass on the carpet. Now, this is something that uh, I did not expect. I thought I was alone on this. 
but apparently it's something people do. Well, so you're wrong on both counts. <laughs> I am alone on this, and this isn't something people do. Thank you for keeping up. Okay. Uh, number two, John. Uh, Harry pr- proves the old saying, quote, the hardest way to lose is uh, the hardest weight to lose is the douche weight. Turns out uh, he, uh, he he did he did lose quite a bit of poundage, but uh, he seemed to replace that poundage with just pure douchery. Yeah, I think he proves that throughout the entire show, and we want to give a great big thank you to Chris, one of our billions of listeners who sent that in. Billions, well done, my friend, well done. And number three, because we're rusty at doing this and it's been a long time, Rain, Lane's under things obsession rears its ugly head, John. That was not so awkward, funny. but that we'll get there. It's not funny. Not funny. John, can I ask you a quick question? Yes, just, sir. Just, just, just on that goes. And this is something that I don't know. Maybe a lot of people have had an experience with. Have you ever found a wallet in a cab? And you know, you're rifling through it as you do, and uh, found a picture of a pretty lady, and so thought to yourself, "I'm going to keep this." Now, that hasn't happened this year. Oh, it hasn't happened in the time off in the 17 months it's been? Right. Now, it's I think, ha- you know, I mean, let's be honest. This is, this is something that happens to most of us. Oh, it has. It's happened to me. It happened to me twice today, John. I have a cork board here in the studio, and it's just full of... Uh, of Dolores's? Dolores's and Dolores's and Dolores's. It is strange that their name is always Dolores, John. I don't know how that happens. Moving on, and let's get into the show, because this is stupid. So the big question about everything was, when is the show going to start? What is the time period going to be? Uh, I have to admit, I was a little bit thrown there at the very first scene because there's a sign in one of the windows. Now we're at uh, Y&R, which is a different ad firm. There's a sign that says Goldwater 68. And so, I don't know about you, I thought maybe we were in 1968 as far as the start of this uh, this new season. Um, but I think we'll find out as we go along that no, it hadn't been that long. In fact, we're only into the next calendar year, which is 1966, and it happens to be Memorial Day may going into june i gotcha so we've got our time frame established and you know as we're getting into the later 60s second half of the decade uh you know there's a lot of things that are coming up we already know about vietnam ramping up the civil rights movement is going to be a huge issue uh you know women's uh uh lib women's equal rights uh, that's going to be a huge issue uh, woodstock uh you know the whole uh, drug expansion uh, that's all going to come into play but uh, we see the, uh, you know, kind of equal rights, civil rights march going on under YNR, uh, you know, for uh, equal pay. I think this is what they were marching for, the right kind of job. I'll tell you is this, that John. What, I'll is tell that what you I, got out of that? I, that's exactly what I got out of this. And I'll tell you this. Those guys at YNR, not cool. Not cool. Water bombs never okay to do unless you're on a speedboat. Is that right? Yeah. And you got one of those balloon launchers? Now that's oh, fun times. Oh man, those! You, you, but the thing is, is you need three people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tried it with two. I don't. I don't have. I don't have that many friends, John, as you might imagine. And uh, uh, trying to do that by yourself, I mean, it's a feat. But anyways, I think that you know we're just kind of getting a, a general social commentary kickoff on how probably some of the season's going to go. Sure. And, uh, and Y and R. I mean, they look like their own their own subdivision of douchebags there. You know, it does. It does look uh, 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 creepily like uh, the exact same office of Sterling, Sterling Cooper Shaper Price. Um, I don't know if in that time period everyone had to have the exact same layout or what, but um, 
Maybe we just ran out of production money. I don't know. Speaking of running out of production money, here's what I don't get. How? Because we, we, we're going to leave the Madison Avenue for a minute after, you know, some of the African-Americans come up and express their displeasure in being water bombed. Right. Um, but we see Sally wake up in a new room and walk down a very kind of stark hall. You see some blinds wrapped up on the left side. There's some boxes. There's a painting not hung up. So it doesn't look like it's completely moved into. And yet we're going to host a massive party here. Come on. I didn't. I didn't. I don't see that. Well, How John, that happened. Uh, let me let me tell you something. Um, the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two things here. Number one, I thought our prediction was gonna be right on, John. I thought the little Sally Draper had moved in with Megan and Don, and that you know we were gonna be vindicated. Turns out, of course, we were wrong as always. Yeah, um, just a weekend visit. Number two, John, uh, if you ever move into a place and you want to throw a party, yep. uh, always make sure you buy a two bedroom place because you can jam all your boxes. And uh, and stuff into that second bedroom and and have a great time. You know what All I mean? Right. Fair enough. Place. John, I would I would like to give a, a shout out to um, one of our listeners, Emily, who 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 is sorry to be nitpicky, but did not enjoy the comment of they call us savages um, as the uh, as the guys uh, were throwing the water bombs um, out on the protesters. Um, I agree that did that did seem overly uh, in, intense little forced uh, yeah a little forced maybe, maybe a little bit too much but you know what yeah. maybe it was right on i don't know john you're not here to judge i'm not here to judge Actually, not, I, yes you are you're right moving on but so we get to you know we get to see don's new pad the new layout it looks pretty nice i, I think it really kind of smacks you over the face with just how incredibly different the styles are from the the kind of the ceiling lights to the compressed particle board wood uh, now see, you know, I would, I, I would, I would disagree. I, I thought I was actually surprised that it's, um, it's as tame as it is. Uh, there is some awkward, ugly pattern in there, right? Um, but the couch is still very cool. And 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 one thing that we uh, talked about quite a bit um, as as we were watching the show is you'll notice that the um, the living room area is as on a different level than the um, than like the kitchen and the dining room, and, I do uh, like and that. that's called a conversation pit john i don't know if you're aware of that are you serious i'm serious and, okay uh and when we were wondering uh wh- where did all the conversation pits go john uh they they went away have you ever had a conversation in a conversation pit i've i've felt like i've been in a conversation pit in some conversations john i want to be honest with you yep i'm in one right now oh <laughs> moving on so anyways we we find out that it's going to be don's birthday the kids get Don a little uh a little uh i don't actually know the term for that the little uh, uh uh shaving device where you can lather on the shaving cream yeah the little and scrubber it, thing and you know that that actually is that those are those are made out of i believe badger hair as um as uh bobby 27 uh pointed out i and i, I gotta say uh, you know New Bobby, thanks for coming. Nice to meet you. I don't think that this is going to be a long relationship. I'm, I don't know if you got the same impression or vibe out of this one. But, uh, I read a little. I read a little article over the break here where Roger defends January Jones and the whole Bobby controversy, and he's like, "Look, they just can't find a kid who won't look into the lens." And I kind of got the exact same feeling from this one. I can't, they can't find a kid that won't look in the lens. Oh man, that put the poor old Bobby. You know he did not get fired off the show. By the way, he left. Oh, he got out. Yeah, he got out, John. It was it was it was his decision. So I don't think it was the looking in the lens uh, that uh, that crushed his madman spirit. 
Now we uh, we don't we don't get to witness or view or see Betty Monster or the uh, incredibly drunk and stupid Henry Francis in this episode. This is true, John. But we do get a glimpse of their mansion. Oh did yes. You? My gosh. I did. I did. It's creep it's creepy though. It's not uh it's not like a mansion in the in the uh large house cribs, MTV cribs type way, John. It's more of a mansion in the uh, up on the hill Edward Scissorhands lives in the lives in the attic type way. Which is uh, why I thought it was perfect when Don says, Say hello to Morticia and Lurch for me. Well written, well planned, well played. And uh and that's I mean that isn't this is it for the kids for the episode, right? It is pretty yeah, yeah. This is a very office-heavy episode, which I think is good. You know, we did, we did. We, there, there was one scene that you skipped, uh, or one shot that you skipped over. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I don't know if we're gonna make this a, a thing in, uh, in this season, but uh, when, uh, when Sally comes to the door, thinking it's the bathroom. Clearly, come on. There's no double doors on bathrooms, John. Let's not be stupid. Um, but there's a butt crack shot of Megan. Right. And then later in the episode, there's a butt crack shot of a newborn baby. Okay. And um, I don't know. I don't know uh, if there's any math to put together there. But is this the year of the butt crack here in season five? If you're really drawing that parallel, I'm going to now demand that you start a don't jar. And we're going to start some collections. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Uh, there's yeah. the first quarter. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably the first five dollars. <laughs> Moving on. So now we, we move to the train. And who do we see on the train? I didn't think I'd ever see Pete Campbell on the train. Oh, poor Pete, man. I got to tell you right now, Pete Pete Campbell's life is breaking my heart. He's Why? Just, he's so sad. It's so sad. But you don't like him. I don't like him, John, but uh, I, I, I still feel for him as a human. Sure, Rapey Pete is... Has maybe done some things he regrets. Hey, we all regret, and let's let's be fair. We've we've all done some things we prefer not to talk about, John. Uh, but I think that uh, I think that anybody who has to live in Greenwich in a little crappy house, uh, I just I feel I feel bad for him. I miss that. He's in Greenwich. He's in Greenwich. How did you? Where, where was that? They say that um, in the show, and then um, also at the end of last season. Uh, Trudy is talking about how she fell in love with Greenwich. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't know I, maybe for our listeners as well that don't know the geography. What is I mean what are we looking at here? Uh, that's in that's uh, in Connecticut if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And so yeah. the are we looking at like a half hour train ride a two hour? Oh, uh, you know I don't I I still live in the city so uh, I I have no idea I've never okay. been to Greenwich uh, but I've got to believe uh, that that commute sucks balls. And it looks like Pete has found himself a, a pseudo-commute buddy. Um, yeah, the crazy person the cra- that he has to say, let's not lose it again. Like, what what happened last time this guy had a mental breakdown on the train? Did you just start crying and take his pants off and rub his ass on the carpet? John, this is insane. No, the last time was probably the first time that he found out he could get a little piece of cardboard and a deck of cards. <laughs> that was weird. I wonder yeah. if that was a thing. Was that a thing? I don't know. It looks like it could have been. God, I hope so. But uh, we, so I think we find out that Pete is a little dissatisfied with how things have gone, uh, status post baby. It sounds like, uh, at least in his mind, you know, Trudy's not really rebounding the way he'd hoped. Um, you know, making a note that he, he never thought she'd leave the house in a robe, or no. something to that effect. No, that's and, rough. Uh, yeah. So, um, but he's got the house. He's got the wife. He's got the little kid. He's got it all, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm jumping crazy ahead, but you know, it's it's your show, so whatever. The uh, 
the the scene in the party <laughs> where they say, "Oh, you can hear the traffic over the music," and Pete gives that little like. Ah. Oh, are you kidding me, John? No, I think the reason I feel I feel so bad for Pete is I I put myself in his position. Like if I had to if I had to move out of Brooklyn and up to Greenwich and take that train every day and live in that little crappy house instead of my because to be fair his apartment was awesome like they did yeah. not have a they did not have a crap apartment no they, they had, had a, a great a high level multiple yeah couple bedrooms uh they had some place for the baby right they had those giraffe paintings they did have those wonderful and where were those this season right they had to sell them no room lost lost in uh in transit i believe moving on so uh so you know we're, we're learning that pete's got the commute and we head to the office, no change in the office, same office as far as the walls, you know, same building, we haven't moved anywhere. But we have lost some people um, since Don's uh, wife, of course, would not be his secretary. Oh, God, no. She has been, and we'll see in a second, promoted up to designer. Or Well, no, 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 copyright. She's copyright. like assistant copywriter. That's now, right, yeah. copywriter. So Caroline is now covering both Roger and Don's desk, except Roger really doesn't do anything still and is asking for her to come over and just sit at his desk once in a while just a little just 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 a little please and i love how he just throws some money at her <laughs> let your conscience be your guy that, that, well at least at least roger is still hilarious i love it i mean yeah just yeah the whole let your conscience be your guide i mean uh, the the uh, the a heavy head is the head that wears the crown or whatever yeah he still has great sayings, and he's still really hilarious. So at least, at least they haven't they haven't broken his will yet. No, I think I counted about a dozen this entire this entire episode. It's a, mean, he's in rare form, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Rogers bemoaning the fact that he really doesn't have anything to do. Apparently, there was a partners meeting that no one decided to show up anywhere on time for. Except for Cooper, who, yeah, is still alive and still works there. And I got to be honest, John, I'm a little upset. Because in my mind, when you quit, you're done. Exactly. And for those who may not remember, he stormed out in the second to last episode. No, no, he didn't just storm out, John. He quit. Right. He's like, I'm not part of this anymore. I'm done. So why is he back? Well, I think he realized there's really nothing else he could possibly do other than sit there. Well, yeah, he could retire to his ranch or to to anywhere. I don't understand why he's there. And and to be fair, I feel like I feel like that was that would would have been the best way for him to leave. That's true. Instead of having some kind of awkward death, or just event. yeah, that would have been the best way for for him to leave the show, which I think he should because honestly, the the little comic relief they wrote in about you know him having to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Seriously, that I think that could have been the weakest line in the show. Right. Right. Know. It seemed a little forced. Yeah. But Listeners, get, tell us what you think on that one. Yeah, but before we get to that, we get to meet uh, two brand new characters to the show. Oh. One is little baby Harris. Oh, yes, we do, yeah. Joan has now delivered, mm-hmm. and we see Joan's mom. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that we've seen Joan's mom the entire time. We do, and it's no surprise that her and Joan have a rocky relationship. I don't know why, but I just feel that uh, uh, Joan is, is not is not one to have uh, good relationships with family. I don't know why. It just did not surprise me. I guess that's all I'm saying. I think, you know, Joan is a very strong individual and probably mm-hmm. doesn't like to be, you know, told things or have things dictated to her, or, you know, have anything out of her control. And uh, her mother just uh, doesn't seem to have any respect for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
This is true. Uh, she also makes an allusion to her mother having a drinking problem because she says, hey, uh, I'm going to go get pick up some formula. She grabs a 10, and Joan says, uh, you picking up your formula too? Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get to uh, you know this a little bit later, but she makes another comment as far as her mother's relationship with her father. That doesn't mm-hmm. sound to have gone so well. So uh, maybe not overall the, the best relationship, but at the same time, Joan is absolutely desperate for any help uh, just to get some rest. We see her just collapse on the bed. Sure. Because she is beat. Beat She's up. Tired. John, let's get back to the office. I want to start talking about how Don has turned into this this complete uh, uh, waste of a man. I, I, you know, I like the old Don. I like the old, mean, angry Don. Drunken Don. This new sex-crazed, like, outwardly sex-crazed, nice Don. Yep. Is is not doing it for me. I, no. I, do, I do not like this at all. Peggy says as much, and I think that's going to be a big part of the majority of the season. Don being just a complete waste? Not a complete waste, but just, to, you know, how does the fact that he is not this demanding, driving person and that he doesn't, you know, like we'll see here in a minute with the uh, the beans and not really talking people into how great the idea is, you know, how is that going to adversely affect the business? But yeah. right, but right before we see Don, we see Roger doing a little uh, reconnaissance mm-hmm. of his own. Uh, Pete has a secretary that I don't. Do we know Clara from before? You know, I don't recognize her. And I think a, she was maybe somebody that was always just around, but never had a part. Is it rude for me to say that she's a little busted? Wow, is that is that not nice? Yeah, I'm sorry. Moving That's okay. On. I'm. You know me. Yeah, I know you. But anyways, we see we see, we see the, uh, Roger kind of uh, spending a little bit of time hovering over her. Mm-hmm. He comes out and tells tells Roger to stop molesting her. Uh-huh. And then yes, and then we see the uh, the new Don come in. He seems talkative, pleasant, mm-hmm. smiley, very much so. And uh, it's it is funny that again that little bit of comic relief. The meeting of the partners happens outside the meeting room. Without Cooper at all, because mm. he's really unnecessary, as is Roger, to be honest. No, I think Roger is completely necessary. And I'm going to make this point several times throughout uh, our show, is that they are not utilizing him. You know what I mean? Like, Roger needs some, like, Roger needs Pete to almost put him in situations, right? Right. Because he certainly is, he's extremely valuable, and he's extremely good at his job. It's just that he doesn't do it the same way Pete does it. So Roger doesn't go out and find people. But once people are found, he can bring them in. Could Roger could be the most charming human on the show, right? All right, yeah, sure. Guys like that are worth billions of dollars. You know, I how many tr- like truly charming people do you meet on a yearly basis? Outside of yourself? Outside of myself, yes. You, no, you're right. You're right. It's a it's a small number. It is a very small number. Being extremely charming is a, is a gift from God, John. It's a valuable gift. A valuable gift from God that you need to exploit when you can, moving on. So anyways, they have a little brief talk, uh, reviewing a couple things that are going on. Nothing I really had any, got any value out of their little two-second meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like you said, uh, Bert comes out, says, I have, a, uh, you know, I have to hit the bathroom. Don't start the meeting without me when the meeting already happened. And, uh, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, we get into like kind of the dirty old man 
part of the show. Oh yeah. Actually, this is one only one of the dirty old man part of the show. <laughs> oh my god, it gets it. Get, I think it, I think it moves into filthy old man territory by the end. I agree. And so Don Don has zero interest in what the work is, Mm-mm. and just kind of going uh, right after uh, Miss Megan. What was her last name? Oh, I don't know her last name. Well, it's Draper now. Bam. There you go. There you go. Boom, pow. And so he uh, he's kind of all over her, doesn't really look at anything. He kind of says it's fine, and then makes her open her blouse. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. And, you know, it's, to be young and in love, John, uh, you know, I guess they're still in the honeymoon phase. I think that's what they're showing here. And uh, as we've seen, uh, Don's honeymoon phase can be short. Uh, so uh, this may not last more than an episode or two, uh, but right now they are certainly very much in love, as they say. Yeah, as it well, were. yeah absolutely. But you know, I think that your first statement there is kind of the point of this episode. They're not young. He's not young. He's not that old. Guy still looks pretty good. He's only forty, for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's not young. It's not old. All right. Okay. So Pete comes in. As uh, as uh, Megan opens, or I'm sorry, closes down the blouse. Yeah, and it has a little bit of news. We got a blast from the past again. Uh oh, there was uh, Mohawk Airlines. Good God, I love those guys. Apparently, things have not gone well. Mm-mm. And they're looking for some help. In fact, they're looking back here at Sterling Cooper Draper Price, even after Don gave him the cold shoulder. And that was like, yeah, it was a that was you know kind of one of the, I thought one of the great moments of the earlier seasons. It was. Where kind of the, the the client really gave him the what for, mm-hmm. um, and Pete's like, "Look, man, you got to be part of this." Don's like, "No, I'll I'll take you know I'll be part of it. Of course, I'm not going to come to meeting number one though." Mm-hmm. Which I think is right. I had no problem with that. Um, yeah, but I mean, to to be fair, we were just showing because the old Don would have gone. Uh, he's he's really dodging work here. I mean, we see throughout the whole episode, he does not really care, and he's letting. Uh, he's letting Peggy just do as much as she can, which is great for Peggy, to be honest with you. That's true. That's true. Although you wonder if that's going to negatively affect the, affect the corporation here in a couple of episodes. No, I don't think so. I think Peggy's talented, and it would probably be fine. Uh, and I think Don knows that. Uh, and see, this I mean, is I think this actually that that insight there really feeds into my theory of what I saw towards the end of last season. I think they're turning Don into Roger. I mean a little bit, but I, I mean I think that can I think that can happen. Like you know, uh, Don stressed out to build the agency. He sees that they're you know kind of they're they're at a place where they can start kind of start to coast. Business is starting to come in without pitches. Um, so why not let Peggy take care of it? You know, that's true. But you know, like you said, he's he's dodging work. He married yeah. his secretary. That's a problem. He Although a lot. she 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 is she's really hot. To be fair. To be fair. Okay. John, uh, yeah. w- let's just keep this moving. Uh, now, uh, Megan, Peggy, and Stan all share what seems to be one office. As you would mentioned, uh, Megan is now a junior copywriter and uh, is writing coupons for Heinz. And uh, Peggy has no problem uh, telling her what works and what doesn't. And you almost feel like she gets a little joy in shooting down some of Megan's ideas. I think from two standpoints, you know, one, the whole the Don connection, but two, now she has some authority. 
Exactly. She's not the junior anymore. That's great. And she and she, and and I think she's still she's still making good decisions. She's not just crossing things out or uh, sloughing things off. Um, right. She's for not being spiteful. Reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then Megan uh, um, offer uh, gets uh, gets her a piece of gum, and they talk about the surprise party that's coming. Uh, okay. Peggy uh, says, "You're throwing a surprise party for Don." What? She knows better. Uh, Megan does not. Uh, Megan comes from this uh, this world of uh, kitten dreams and puppy kisses, uh, where uh, everyone. Where is that like, world? Everybody just likes to hug and have a good time. Uh, the uh, New York in general is not like that, and certainly uh, Don Draper is not like that. But we go through a list on who to invite to the party. I'll tell you who's not invited, John. The old duck pond, Duck Phillips. Despite having six numbers for a guy pre-cell phone. That's six, impressive. Six numbers uh, for a guy that Don had to fight drunk once. And lost. He said uncle. Oh, he did. You're right. And then, uh, but we decide that Don's CPA, hey, he likes that guy. What? Who invites their CPA to staff? And he doesn't like Harry Crane. Well, was, who does? Who, who does? does, John? He right. is. He's a he's a towering douche at this point. But we it's get got, the uh, we get the list finalized, and then we bounce back to the baby happy Joan Harris. I gotta say, John, I found this storyline to be kind of boring. Yeah, absolutely. the whole baby thing was it's a bit boring. It it is, but I think you know it was it was just kind of trying to tie her back into work. I thought that was the whole point of this storyline. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. But you're right. It didn't have a lot of legs. It never got up a lot of steam. It didn't, uh, you know, really. It didn't do a lot. But it did establish the fact that she, you know, her mom doesn't seem to be the the most supportive or the best relationship. You know, this scene right now it says, you know, she's trying to pretty much talk her out of going back into work. And Joan's like, look, what? Why are you doing this? You worked. I want to work. I promised I'd work. Knock it off. Yeah. And know. and really no support. But you're right. Yeah. It's not. It's not exciting. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, we're going to the next scene where Roger has tried to steal Pete's Mohawk meeting. Uh, he, uh, of course, saw the meeting scheduled in uh, Pete's calendar when he was uh, schmoozing with his secretary. I don't know if that's the word. But um, he calls the Mohawk guys and has them come an hour early so he can start to uh, finesse them. And to be honest, I'm with Ken Cosgrove on this because Ken... Uh, Ken makes a, a comment about, you know, Roger knows these guys. They were in the war together. Uh, I mean, is it, or, or, it does, does Ken pretty much come across as the best human being in the show right now? Ken is the only one that seems to have a brain and ain't crazy. I like Ken Cosgrove. I mean, I have, I have gone, I have turned, I have turned into a Ken Cosgrove believer, John. Yeah, but speaking of uh, some of the great lines, you know, Pete pretty much arm bars Roger out of there. Oh yeah, and uh, and Roger Roger just smiles. He gives the line that you said, "Heavy is the head that wears the crown." Uh-huh. And then uh, gives Pete a little gut punch and says, "When you're done with him, just fold him up and slide him under the door." <laughs> He's the best, John. Hands down, Roger's the best. How do you think they're gonna really like kind of try and drag this Roger Pete tension out for like a duration, or do you think this is gonna smooth over here in a short time? Well, here's the thing. I think you see uh, later in this episode that Roger's no fool. You know, like when when Pete brings up that he wants a new office, Roger makes it happen. I think 
And I think they're both not stupid. I think Pete will come to the realization that, you know what, Roger's not worthless. And I can use, I mean, we can use Roger. Like, we can use his talents um, to just try to box him out of, uh, of the business is, is foolish. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, he's not, you, you just need, he just needs someone to kind of make him, make him work. You know what I mean? Sure. He, need, he needs a director. Roger needs uh, someone to direct him on when to go, uh, you know, like uh, what to do and how to do it. Uh, and uh, once you get him in there, uh, he's a champ. So I, I'm thinking and I'm thinking that's going to that's going to happen. I think him and Pete will, in the end, come together to be because uh, they could be like, just a powerhouse. Because here's the thing. Bring Roger in to entertain and let Pete do the account managing, you know, let, let Pete tell you how much it's going to cost. Let Roger make you feel good about paying it. Sounds like a win-win. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right. So now, now we're back. I don't know if you remember this, uh, but this actually all got set into motion. Thanks to Dr. Faye Miller. This is our little homage to Faye. How is it? Yes. Faye broke her ethical code to set up a meeting with Don and Hines. That's right when Don was uh, really struggling. And That's Heinz right. came, gave the meeting, and said, you guys are awesome. Call us in six months if you're still around. Right. I and so that. now, it's been just over six months. They're still around. Heinz is in, and we're getting a... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of am with... I'm kind of in between on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd want to get this commercial either. I'm totally with... I'm, uh, I'm totally with a client on this. I think they're right. Uh, the way he explained it, you know, we need to get, uh, we need to get bean, beans are seen as, you know, poor, poor, uh, you know, like, uh, wartime food and we need to put a spark in it. And to be honest, I feel like what Peggy's proposing is, is, yeah, I mean, it's technically kind of cool. Like it'll be visually kind of neat, but it's not, it's not sending the message that the, that that they want so and here's the thing that i was introduced to a brand new demographic i've never heard of before mm-hmm. uh the heinz gentleman actually asks uh are the ketchup kids even gonna see this i love this now john are you a ketchup kid i eat ketchup i'm a texas pete kid oh is there a dynamic there uh i don't i don't believe there is <laughs> anyway uh i so, love i love the the line though where he, he turns to kenny cosgrove he's like didn't you tell me there was going to be a bite smile um uh, no nope oh, no yeah. i told you it was going to be a ballet yeah but we can work it in <laughs> so uh so yeah so as we said that that the heinz folks are not feeling it and uh don comes in and says uh well all right we'll uh we'll, we'll do better next time it's a process and I mean, to be fair, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I know Peggy's, well, here's the thing. Peggy's just overworked and she's at the point where, you know, when, when something comes back and she has to redo it, that's just more work and she's exhausted and she, she needs things to go through. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, so instead of redoubling her work. Exactly. She can't, she doesn't, she just doesn't have the energy to do this again, um, which is understandable. But uh, I, I think I think everyone would agree that it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. The guy's right. Beans are not pretty, you know. Beans are not ballet. Beans are gross. They're slimy. He's right. 
So I don't know. All right. She is she is none too happy for it that that Don did not defend. And next thing we know, we see uh, we see Pete come back from uh, from his lunch and somehow trip on the carpet and and slam his rapey face right into the beam well, in his office. He's hammered. He's drunk out of his mind. No, he's not yeah. drunk out of his mind. Yes, he is. That's wouldn't exactly be, what he is. Wouldn't he be bleeding a little worse if he was drunk out of his mind? How, uh, is that medical? I don't know. You're the doctor, John. You tell me. <laughs> no, but he even says, like, you know, my upset stomach and impending headache. You know, he pounded those martinis the entire afternoon with those Mohawk guys. So he, gotcha. he is drunk, and that's, I think, why he tripped. However, if he had tripped in anybody else's office, he wouldn't have fallen into a support beam. Yeah, that is a tough one. And then I... he lets his, uh, he really lets his secretary have it. Yeah, uh, you know, as far as now, letting, John, uh, now John yeah. you you have uh, you have folks that you work with uh, and I know you're you know, you're you're a doctor. So you're near the you're near the top of the chain. Have you ever yelled at anybody like this? Yelled at anybody? I, I have not. I have been in plenty of plenty of places where I've seen that happen. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's not it's not constructive. No, but I yeah, between uh, all of my training and, and working with a lot of other physicians, it's um, it has happened more than a couple times where they mm. just kind of unload on the staff members. I prefer to be passive aggressive and tell people they disappointed me. Do they believe you? Oh man, the way I say that, you'd you'd, you'd cry if I told you right oh, now. Do you yeah. use the, like the puppy dog eyes? No, I don't use the puppy dog eyes. I use a very stern voice, and I, oh, I, I, oh, I let the- them know that I am let down with their performance, John. Well, and I think you know, I think somebody that is. Uh, a little bit more of the high road then is, you know, Kenny Cosgrove. He comes in and he really paints this uh, pretty picture. He's like, look, we're going the right way. We're going to get the right accounts. We, you know, Rogers got a lot of talent. And, uh, and, and of course, uh, Pete's nothing but piss and vinegar. As always, what a douche. So uh, we go into the common creative space and we see uh, uh, Peggy Stan and Megan uh, working on the uh, the Hines situation, and Don comes in and says, "You ready to go?" Would this also be considered a conversation pit? No, this would. This is at the same level as the rest of the office. So, no, John, this would not be considered a conversation pit. Oh, I was close. You are working at it, and I appreciate that. Um, Don comes in and says, "Are we ready to go yet?" And uh, and uh, they ask Peggy, you know, can can she go? Do you need her? And Peggy's. Peggy does kind of slip in like a thing was like, well, we'll be here in the morning. Like, we're going to work all night, but she can go. Right. Well, I mean, you know, it's the boss's wife. What are you going to say? Uh, it's a tough one. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> and, I, did, then, I, I did like how, uh, how Pete slipped in there at the end, how he wanted overtime for attending the Draper party. That was fantastic. Yeah, sometimes that happens. <laughs> and then Stan almost blows it about the party. You it know, does, which like, made no sense. I feel that was really forced. But Very then, much so. what wasn't forced was the bean attack that he had. Right? The bean ballet? The bean ballet. The curtain's coming up, John. Never gets old. To be fair, it doesn't. I love that guy. He's won me over. You think, and I, you know, along, the, along the lines of Harry, I think he looked a lot more fit. Oh, Stan as well? Yeah. Well, you know the late 60s, John, with uh, Jane Fonda and uh, robicizing? I don't know. I'm completely off. No, he strikes me as like a, a leg warmer type of guy. That made no sense. We uh, then flash ourselves out to Greenwich, Connecticut, 
And we see uh, Pete coming home. And he's, I mean, Pete's having a tough time. But the thing is, it's a little self-induced because he's crazy. Um, but uh, he comes home to uh, no dinner. And uh, Trudy's still in her, uh, one of her nightgowns. Is that what that is? I couldn't figure that out. Or a muumu or right. a, some sign of sleeping wear. She's not looking too good, John. She's not. She's looking rough. Now, we know the Trudy uh, from uh, Manhattan always look nice and put together but i tell you what you take a you take a lady out to greenwich and it's gonna fall apart at least that's what i'm told uh by this madman episode here's the deal uh it's just i i felt like they're all it's like don and and pete are trading places right don's moved into you know a, a great apartment in the city having a great time by many accounts and uh pete has moved out to the suburbs and could not be, I don't think, more miserable. Absolutely. Uh, the baby's uh, has to get up every two hours. Uh, it's just a disaster. But you know which, what's not? This is a little surprising. It's I mean, not surprising. No, it is surprising because the, ba- the baby was born before the season ended. Yeah. You know, a baby starts sleeping through the night at about two to three months. Not if you're a rapey Campbell. That's true. I mean, that's so that's genetic. It is, yes, uh, I believe, and you know, here's the thing, John. You're the doctor, and I'm not. But as for, from 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 the reading I was doing early earlier today, uh, rapey Campbell Peteness, it's genetic. I mean, you can't avoid it. The poor guy. You found those journal articles too? I did. I did. They were easy to find. We flashed to the Draper household, John. Where we get to the crux of the episode. A band is warming up, as they say. Uh, I don't know where they found this guy. Apparently, he's Canadian. Uh, but he lets everybody know that uh, that uh, there's T minus five minutes, and maybe should, they should quiet down. Uh, now Harry Crane is standing over by the prices and says he uh, that that guy is the gayest guy he's ever seen. And uh, uh, Rebecca Price says to Lane, uh, he reminds me of your brother, and Lane cannot stop laughing. <laughs> now is that because that was actually funny, or Lane's just drunk? I think it was just actually true and unexpected. Uh, Rebecca doesn't come across as being the most hilarious of humans, uh, but I think in this one, she nailed it. Absolutely. Now, John, out yep. in the hallway, Don and Megan are uh, stumbling back into uh, stumbling back in the house, and I'll tell you what, Ron, uh, Ron, what? Don cannot keep his hands off of this lady. Good God. Get a room. Get two. And that's where they're going, to their rooms. Indeed, but, the, but who do they find at the doorway, John? The Silver Fox. Indeed, and his awful wife. I didn't have a nickname. I'm sorry. that You snuck up on me. But they are uh, just about to knock when uh, Don and Megan come around the corner, and Ro- Roger does his best to try to almost fake you know, uh, uh, some kind of explanation. Uh, but, uh, ah, shit. Yeah, pretty much. You know, what are you going to do? So they go inside, everyone yells, surprise, and you've got quite a cast of characters in there, John. Yeah, but it's not, yeah, this is, you know, this is not really like Don doesn't have friends, you know, this is everybody from the office. Everybody from the office uh, and, and a bunch of um, apparently Megan's Canadian folks. Okay, yeah, that, uh, the band. Well, the band, and I'm, I'm frozen at minute uh, 33.53. Uh, and uh or no or yeah and uh there's a bunch of kids there like there's a bunch of young folks yeah 
like the band's girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever. Um, you can see the CPA back there. Uh, it looks like a good time. Now, John, I was stunned because my buddy, the guy that I like to hang out with once, Abe is back on the show. He's in the first episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, yeah. Had, uh, you had dinner with him. No, I spent a whole weekend with him. Oh, <laughs> I don't think he remembers, but I was there. <laughs> yeah, way to name drop, man. Keep it classy. I, you know what? That's all I've got, John. I literally have nothing else going on. That this was this was a fantastic scene, though, with oh uh, with Abe and Cooper talking about the Vietnam War. You know, Cooper talking about the domino theory. Uh, Abe and Stan talking about the you know the political theory, uh, making money from bombs or you know just trying to assert uh, the country's dominance and then you have stan's cousin who is 19 years old who's in the armed forces and all he has to say is i thought there were going to be girls here that was hilarious that was but Uh. it's i mean but that's that's kind of the whole that's like war in five seconds you know all the people fighting it are just looking for girls they don't really have (laughs) they don't really have an opinion on it no, you it's know, not a it's not a uh, altruistic effort by any means. Right, but they, but they're not exactly they're not doing it because one thing or another. They're just they're eighteen, and then you have uh, then you have people debating on what actually is going on. Okay, now so let's 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 talk about something a little more important than war, John. Tell if me. you don't mind, um, Harry, uh, Harry Crane comes over and makes some odd comments about him and his wife. Are, are yeah. they together? Are they or maybe are they swingers? What is ha- didn't he have a baby? What is going on? It didn't make any sense. No, because then he talks about her later. Yeah, to Roger. So I yeah I have no all I know is he wrapped a walking stick. He's an idiot, but he did lose like fifty pounds. He looks 20. great. He he looks he looks all right now. Uh, when we were doing our predictions episode, I think um, our, our 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 listener was completely right. With he is gonna grow long hair and be the first hippie in the office i guarantee you yeah that sounds right nobody buys someone a walking stick who isn't a hippie let me just say that and then he goes and tries his luck at the canadian crowd so you know what that is uh we are we were over at our friend's house watching this Uh, apparently back in this time uh if you didn't if you didn't want to refer to african americans as black folks or african americans or some awful slur you would say canadians are you serious? I, that's what I was told. Does that make sense? Does it, could anyone back me up on that? I don't know. I, yeah, because I sure here's the thing. Those folks were probably actually Canadian. Really? I don't know. Someone back me up on this. I feel stupid now. Did but I, then we, we kind of pan, you start panning through the party. We see Don talking to the prices. And then uh, Pete walking through with a drink and trading little Barb with Roger. And I love how Jane just kicks in there like, is he going bald? Yeah, when was that? I don't but know. you know what? But Pete's Pete's little shot was pretty good. Oh yeah, were you invited, or did you see it on my calendar? Oh, brilliant! I, now, I have no idea what's Trudy wearing. Here, here's oh my god, yes, I went blind three times. Here's the thing: uh, I don't. I want to know the story behind Abe and Peggy getting back together. What happened there? They were back together. No, not at the end. No, remember he just left. What are you talking about? No, they got together at the beach. No, right. But th- then, remember, he she, he wrote that thing, and then it didn't go over very well, and then they kind of had a weird kind of breakup. They kind of had a weird ending. They, right, but they, then they, after they, that... They did not remain together. No, no, but then after that, 
that you know he he winds up jumping in the car with her at the beach, and no, then they wind up no, going you're back to listeners. Could you come down on Paul's side for one time here? They were not together at the end of last season. I guarantee you that. Well, they weren't steady by any means. They knew who each other were. Okay, I'm done. So we got we got Pete in a plaid, some kind of coat, and then uh, then we got Ken and, and his wife are there, and apparently they're looking to smoke some tea. Do you smoke tea? Do you? Oh, somebody wrote me about that. Do you smoke tea? I think maybe. Oh my God, I don't know. I do like Peggy's uh, summer dress. Even Peggy though it's looks kind of beginning great. of summer. Peggy looks great. Yeah. And no one wants to talk to Crane. You can see in many shots, Crane just sitting on the couch by himself. Which seems appropriate. And then I, and then we get to like, I mean, one of the, I guess, awkward moments of the party where, and I guess she's blaming it on alcohol, but Peggy just comes over and is completely inappropriate. Oh, it's ridiculous. She says that she's going to be working all weekend. Don't turn it. Folks, don't turn into that person. Because right. I've worked everywhere I've worked. There's been that person that's like, well, I'm just going to be here all weekend, I guess. And I'm always like, well, great. I'm not. See you later. Maybe you'll kill yourself. I don't care. That's like, it's the most obnoxious thing you can possibly do. And for her to do it here at the party, even right. worse. And then, even she, worse. and then she looks at Abe and says, is that bad? Really? Come on. Oh, God. And then so now now we're getting to the, the song part of the night. Yeah. And uh, they, I don't know if you see this, but when you first flash to like the open living room area uh harry crane's wearing some kind of boa oh it's incredible it is incredible it's actually and i don't know i know i don't know if star wars was out at the time but it's actually a piece of uh of, of chewy's chewy's costume nice i did that's, not know about that's that. one that is one of his legs <laughs> <laughs> oh no sorry i had to do it oh don't hit that button again all right another um, 50 dollars gone now, so what what is your take on the song? So zooby zooby zoo, as as they say, uh, turns out that it is a, a a traditional Canadian birthday song. It's something that Canadians sing to each other on their birthday. Now, Pretty, like, now, according to something I have on Yahoo, they're saying it's a 1960s pop song, and was a hit for a British actress named Gillian Hills. Here's the thing, folks. You gotta stop screwing me up with your tweets. I believe everything you tweet at us. I'm guessing you're right on this one, John. And that tweet was a joke that I just quoted. Uh, so it's probably <laughs> actually a popular song from the 60s. I'm an idiot. Uh, no, but, but granted, the no, 60s is long enough for it to be a traditional song, right? I mean, it's 50 years. I'm just, I'm just gonna cut my losses on, on that part. John, uh, here's the thing, when she started singing, uh, uh, all of us in the room uh, clammed up as if we were at gunpoint or knife point. Um, but I gotta say, by the end of the song, she was really pulling it off. Now, let me add to this. Why you would do this kind of thing in front of your coworkers, I do not know. Well, I think this like, is, that's the point. That's the point of the episode is that she is not cynical. She's not inhibited. She's an open, free type of person. Now, Now, here's the thing. Some people would call it open and free, and others of us, namely myself, would call it stupid. That's not open and free. That's just not thinking. Come okay. on. That's stupid. Who isn't... Oh, God. Well, I, here's the thing. This was pre-karaoke, so she'd never have the music in the microphone otherwise. What? Here's the thing, John. Just don't invite anybody from work if you're going to do that. That's well, all I'm saying. Like you said, I think she pulls it off. 
Oh, she does. She does a great job. Maybe she gets a little too sexy, some say, but uh, she certainly she certainly does uh, uh, does a con- convincing zooby zooby zoo, if you know what I mean. And then we get a great little one-liner, not from Roger, but from Roger's wife. Which is? Oh, I thought you were going to pick that up. I'm sorry about that. I can't pick it up. I'm sorry. No. So Roger just looks over at Janie and says, why don't you ever sing like that? And just completely stony, icy, instantly says, why don't you look like that? Bam. Good call. I'll tell you what, uh, though, the uh, the toast that Roger gives is altogether uh, just cruel toward uh, Jane. How so? Uh, what is she? He's... Calls him a lucky so-and-so. Right. And then says, the wise man once said, the only thing worse than not getting what you want is somebody else getting it. So is he implying that he he's wants implying, Megan? No, he's implying that he, uh, uh, he, you know, he tried to get what he wanted by marrying a, his secretary or a secretary. Uh, but Don was successful at it by marrying Megan who is clearly, I would think, more attractive and, uh, you know, probably a little bit better than uh, than Jane. Just a better person. All around. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, which was straight up, and I'll say it, and this is a family show, so kids cover your ears, but that was shitty. <laughs> I think the kids appreciate the warning. But, uh, you I, yeah. know, who didn't have anything coming, who, did, who would have appreciated a warning, I think, was Megan. Yeah. I don't think she saw this, uh, this, this, what do you want, this cynicism, this just disappointment, frustration, embarrassment. She did not see any of this on the horizon. Uh, she thought there she, again, I, that's she, stupid. That's just stupid. She now. thought she had done a very good thing. She's very pleased with herself. She thought she had really made his day. And, uh, I think is very, oh, I mean, clearly is very hurt that it did not go over that way. You know, in fact, this is Saturday night that this is happening. And they come into work on Monday, and she is still, you know, little Miss Poutfest. Well, it's pretty cold in there, John. But um, Don, you know, he tries to explain to her, I don't do birthdays. And here's the thing. Peggy knew better. Do you know why? Because Peggy's known Don for longer than two weeks. I mean, it just, it. I think this was just one of those things to show that, uh, you know, Megan just doesn't know Don very well. Does she know that his real name is Dick Whitman? Yeah. Yes. Are they getting to know each other? Sure. Is Megan probably good for Don? Totally. But it still shows that they don't, they're not quite on the same page yet. But I don't think it's necessarily uh, 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 a a damning situation. I think it's just uh, one of those situations that could possibly, that is going to happen between two people that get married without really knowing each other, John. And I think that is something we find out right now in this scene is that Yes, she does know that, yes, Don did open up to her and, you know, told her about his previous, well, we don't know exactly how much he told her, but she does know that he is, uh, you know, formerly known as Dick Whitman, mm-hmm. you know, so that I, I guess he's making progress. He opened that up to her, you know, inside of six months, whereas it took 12 years for Betty to find out. So. Well, I think he, he, well, he, I mean, certainly he learned from his mistake with Betty, um, and plus, I don't think he, I think, you know, in a way, Don is intimidated by Betty because she is kind of a um, waspy, rich, upper crust of society. Whereas Megan is more of a just human being who just happens to be very attractive. 
Yeah, no, a very uh, working class. I mean, she's, you know, she came down from out of the country and trying to do what she wants to do. I mean, she just wants everybody to have the same opportunities, John. She's clearly a socialist. <laughs> and, and very disappointed. We do get a nice little shot of just how uh, how jacked up the apartment is from the party. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People like to party. Let me tell you that, I think John. if, uh, if you've... If, 45 42 you can see some footprints on the ceiling that's oh is that right yeah. man i'll tell you what i miss those days i miss those days john in the next scene though it's actually an outdoor shot now we've had several outdoor shots here uh in this episode which always always amaze me because i can't believe uh they would dare um but it's uh lane's on his way to work and he's in a cab and he finds a wallet in the back seat and uh he says to the cab driver uh, hey, someone left their wallet back here. When he opens up the wallet, there seems to be quite a bit of money inside of it. And um, Lane, who is uh, apparently a little uh, prejudiced, uh, doesn't want to give it to the cab driver, who he thinks uh, may steal it. Although the cab driver sounds very convincing to me. He's just going to take it to dispatch. And when the guy calls for it, they'll pick it now, up. Where you did know? you get that prejudice from? By him being unwilling to give him the wallet. Well, see, the way I took it is that he saw the money. He was thinking he might get a reward. If he no, turned in the wallet. No, he doesn't want a reward, John. Yes, he does, because he, he doesn't he doesn't have much money. What are you talking about? Are you kidding? Well, okay. About the kid getting into school, but John, a hundred dollars is not gonna get his kid through school. It's not about the money. Every little bit helps. Plus, it I is, mean, didn't didn't no, Lane No, it's not like, about, go no, out this with is an African American girl? This is stupid, John. This is stupid. Wait, but didn't he just didn't he date this the, is stupid. the one this bunny? Is straight, uh, this is straight up stupid. All right. I he I mean to me he's clearly prejudiced that he thinks the guy's gonna steal it. All right. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, <laughs> it's not fine. Now I'm mad. You know. Anyway, one of the things I wanted to point out in this scene uh, that I thought was even a little more telling than um, the whole exchange in the cab was that when you look on the street, uh, dirty. you see as so much garbage. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is New York, uh, definitely fa- falling into the slow decay. Uh, that it it, it it stays in until the 90s. So uh, it's pretty interesting. Because that's not how it starts out. It's very crisp no. when the, the series starts. And yeah, I, I mean, they, I think they almost went a little over with it. I mean, it just trash everywhere. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't here in 60, what, would you say it was 67? 66. 66. I don't know how it was, but uh, it seems as if, Seems as if I don't know. When when did you ever watch uh, Taxi Driver? No. Yeah, that's that's set in the seventies. Man, that's a dirty looking place. Oh, okay. Just so you know. So he does take the wallet upstairs, and we do see that he still has that Mets pennant as the best part of this. I do love that. Yeah, the only decoration in this man's wallet. I mean, in this man's office is it's like kind of a cabbywampus uh, uh, hung Mets pennant. Uh, and when when did the Mets start up though, John? Nineteen sixty two. 1962, so they're still reasonably a new team. Yeah. I tell you what, though, Lane's a fan. Uh, of course he is. Look at him. Everything just screams Mets fan. Whoa, what's that supposed to mean? Uh, nothing. I think Good. what it means is that he doesn't have enough money to send their kid through school. <laughs> wow. Uh, moving on, we're, uh, we're, uh, we kind of wake up in Don's apartment with him. Uh, he's kind of looking around wondering what's going on. Wait, what? Are we going to skip over the entire Dolores thing? No, that's right after that. We see that Don wakes up kind of hungover in his place. I don't know why they did that shot. 
but uh, he shaves with his new uh, his new Father's Day gift, and uh, you know seems okay, maybe a little mad, but then we're right back in Lane's office, John. I'm sorry. I got you. No, you're you, right. You're you know, right. I'd hate to be a stickler. You know, yep. I, I do. I hate it. Uh, but he uh, he starts uh, rifling through the wallet after a little visit from Pete, uh, talking about the little soiree at the Draper household. Oh yeah, that was that that was funny. Did you see that one of the one of the tweets on that? Uh, actually called um, said Masters and Johnson. That's hysterical, right? And I tweeted back, "What does that mean?" So I found out what that means. What does it mean, John? Uh, Masters and Johnson are two different individuals who were the pioneers in um, in sex research. That's right. And they started in the 1950s and actually continued into the 90s. Oh wow! And that's uh, pretty impressive. Published a lot of data and had a lot of. Uh, data to publish and well uh, here's the thing yeah. um i i did not look that up but uh carrie who uh was tweeting with us last night and this morning um said something about that and i tweeted her back well i don't understand carrie and uh, rather than lie to me like apparently uh, some other tweets did uh, <laughs> she, she wrote <laughs> me back with an explanation that they were uh, sex researchers oh there so, you go very interesting thank you carrie uh, and good one pete very topical <laughs> but yeah so i mean but that's apparently there is a row between lane and his wife she had opened up uh a bill from nigel's boarding school that uh, she's worried he may not get into because he doesn't have the best marks and they haven't paid so there there's there's a financial issue we even find out later she's been told not to write a check i mean oh really yeah yeah because yeah because a hundred dollars will do it john I'm, I'm i'm sure on the if you put it on the ponies Yep, you just put $100 uh, on the ponies, and I'll, I, what are you talking about? All right. Sorry. But, but yeah, so while he's talking, she, he starts going through the, uh, the wallet and finds this uh, little black and white, is that a bathing suit? I believe it is, John. The, of, of a woman that he clearly doesn't know. But on clearly. the back it says, what does it say? Uh, something Dolores, 19-something-something. There's no dates on it. X's, okay. X's and O's all day, Dolores. Was that just... Did you just try to trip me up? It was a little bit of a test, and you failed. Oh, well, what was the social security number on the social security card, John? 244-86-243. I, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. Stop it. <laughs> oh, you know, that's... No, that's not a... I don't know if that is a bathing suit. That's just kind of a, a very sexy top with some short shorts, John. Okay, hot pants. I tell you what, she is a... Uh, she, she's, she's a well-endowed lady. Yeah, it's a buxom beauty. Buxom, indeed, John. But, uh, you know, I mean, Lane actually tunes out his wife as he's uh, oogling this photo. Oogling? Is it oogling? It, it, uh, ogle? Ogle? Listen, okay. why are we splitting hairs? Um, anyways, so he, he's looking at this. He uh, doesn't really pay much attention. Uh, a little creepy, right? A little creepy? You know, I, I guess... I mean, it's some. Like, I mean, you know, but let's like, like it's it's a great just juxtaposition though, because they show they show Lane's wife, who literally looks like it's she, she looks like she's stuck in 1920, right? With the pearls and the with just the hair and the what and the what, but then they show Dolores's picture, and she probably doesn't look like that anymore. Um, I I might be a little distracted too, to be fair. Just saying. Moving on. <laughs> we may we may meet the most interesting character in the history of the show. Okay, Apollo. Apollo, who apparently is the dirtiest human 
to ever exist. <laughs> he is is he sweating profusely just sitting there? It sure looks like it. It's like it's like he got it's like he got dunk, he dunked in the greasy creeper pot and then <laughs> slathered around for a while. John, it's gross. I've never seen hair grow on someone's neck like that. Well, yeah, if he, the, when he goes to hand the baby back to Joan, I mean the baby's stuck. Yeah. He, you know, cuz he has sweated through the the blanket. Yeah, yeah. He might want to. Is that glandular? Should he have his thyroid checked out? Well, John? Here's this the thing. I, I think he bought that shirt in '64. Okay, and has not taken it off. And that's the only one he has. <laughs> uh, so I mean, that's that's not well received by Joan. You know, mm. she's like, look. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Joan's mom has a thing for greasy, oily creepers. Clearly, you think? you think? Oh my! Oh my, John! You don't think she just wants the company? Oh my! All right. These are this is a fun little you know exchange there though because you know Joan says that this apartment never has had any problem getting attention and the mom's like oh whatever everybody's looking at you mm-hmm. and then says you're not exactly at your fighting weight and Boom, Joan's pow. like try me oh what what does that mean that uh, that that means that she pretty much sends her home she's like oh, get, right. get going yeah pack them up and now she pulls out. A newspaper advertisement. This is something they had discussed earlier. So, based on the whole YNR water bombing thing, they wanted to throw a barb at YNR, and so they put this little Sterling Cooper Draper Price Equal Opportunity Employer um, here in the paper. It says that uh, our windows don't open. We are committed to pro- proving that Madison Avenue isn't all wet. Ha ha oh, ha ha! Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant as always. But uh, uh, you know, Mama Holloway is saying this means that it's over they're trying to replace you clearly and um so it's it's, it's, it's awkward not a very great exchange joan goes to take a nap and i think she you know mama started to uh kind of get in there get it get oh that, yeah oh yeah make her uh pretty nervous yeah sure sure uh but we we, we do end up uh, back at the office where roger shows the ad to don uh, as he dances up to him Going, uh, was it Doobie Doobie? Is it? Oh, Frere Jacques. Frere Jacques or something. Uh, <laughs> Don, Don, not, not amused, uh, and asks, tells Rogers, listen, we don't make fun of each other's wives here. And he says, I wasn't making fun of your wife, I was making fun of you, which is hilarious. Well, and Don, Don goes, you know, I'm happy. And Roger goes, good, somebody should be. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and man. And says, Jane just asked me which one is Mussolini. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She's horrible. I've always, I've always, no. Yeah. Uh, but, but so uh, everybody gets called into Pete's. Pete's called a partner's meeting in his office. And uh, this is where it becomes a little contentious. Uh, he tells Roger he can't smoke and says, Mohawk's coming in, but look, what if they come in here? I can't really do business in here. This doesn't look good. I don't look important. And I have all of these clients. And, you know, Bert picks up on it right away. He says, well, he wants Roger's office. And, no, man. Uh, yeah, that doesn't... Man, Roger just pulls rank instantly. Well, he's a senior partner, and you're a junior partner. That's how it goes, pal. Tough cookies. Uh, I think, uh, though, uh, you know, by the, I mean, Pete has a point. He does. Did you I like the, fair. Did you like the step outside? Oh, so. I love the step outside. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I don't think Pete has a chance. You know, no. Roger, would, uh, Roger would wipe the floor with him clearly. But, uh, but you know, I, but the thing is, is that although Pete doesn't realize it, he's certainly made himself hurt. 
Uh, and I believe in the next scene, not in the next. Oh, the next scene is the best scene, John. Oh my God, I almost puked. Is that the I, best? I almost puked. Now, has this ever happened? Have you ever been found guilty of this? What? What do you mean, what? Have, 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 you, ta- have you ever been talking about somebody and they walk in behind you? Oh, oh, oh my. Um, no, no. Not like, certainly not like this. If I was him, I would have killed myself right there on the spot. Right, taking that little me? pen out of his pocket, right in the neck. Oh, my God. The things he was saying were uh, were awful, were just awful. But to be fair, again, Megan, what are you doing? You know he's a greasy creeper. Like, you know, he, if he if he didn't say that, he would be thinking him, he would be, he would be thinking that, and he's so stupid, he probably has to mouth his thoughts as he, as he thinks them. But that's the thing is if, if they don't say it, you don't know they're thinking it. Oh, you God. never Some, know what no, they're thinking. So, sometimes you do, John. You sometimes get, you do. Are you going to give Stan like a little assist there for kind of egging him on? Like, so like, what would you do when after hey. he had seen her there? Oh, my God. That was just <laughs> it was it was, you know, you know what made this work? Because this is I mean, this is something you see on the on the TV all the time, you know, like somebody yapping about somebody who's right behind him right right but the thing is is that stan tried to tell me was she was behind him and then he kept going and then he kept going a little longer like it was perfectly timed to make you make it so cringeworthy uh that you cringed at least like four times during the whole scene it was well done it was well and it was truly awful and And he is such a douchebag and i love how he slugs stan and screams at him you could have warned me he's like i did (laughs) i did warn you 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 fool my god my god so then we get to uh the creepiest creeper it is there's a lot of creepers uh lane price who you know as we discussed is having a hard time with uh rebecca who is kind of a fun suck if you know what i mean and uh he calls uh he calls the number to give the wallet back and who answers john but dolores, dolores. from the picture Hot yeah. pants. no yes do you think yes. we could change the name of the firm to hot pants? No, to uh, Sterling Creeper Draper Price. We could, we could, we could at least put it up for a vote, John. Uh, he, uh, you know, at first, I, I know. Here's the thing: she, she's, she gets a little friendly, right? She gets a little fresh with things. All right. It's not, it's not like he just gets on the phone and's like, "Hey, uh, you're in your under things, then, are you?" No, she gets a little fresh. Am I wrong? No. No, I'm I'm wrong. No, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. So I mean, you know, Lane just starts playing wrong. Hey, it's a little exciting. Does he? And he he may offer to bring it by, and it may get a little weird. Uh, it does, but uh, you know, it 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 it, it ends all right uh, with uh, uh, him just uh, having his secretary give uh, her the information to come uh, pick up the wallet at the office uh, when there is uh, when there is time. Even ending with the little toodaloo, it's a little too much for me. It's a little too much for me, Lane. You're not you're not doing yourself any favors. No one likes a man who says toodaloo, especially right? with the vest. And I mean, it's just. I mean, I know she can't see him, but we can. We can. We can see him just greasy creeping, breathing out of his mouth, John, if you will. We then uh, go into Crane's office, which is he's playing with that cannon, which is hilarious. That is which that feels is really it, it does feel like that's straight from our predictions. Sadly, we're never going to see that. I guess misfire. Uh, someday, John. Someday. Uh, I don't know what he's doing in there, but uh, he gets called into uh, Roger's office, and he is convinced that he is 
he is going to get a serious beating or a firing for what he said about Megan to Stan in front of Megan. Uh, Roger has no clue uh, what he's talking about. Uh, Roger's there to talk about him switching offices with Pete. Um, and he doesn't want to do it. He knows Pete's office blows. It does. It clearly. No it's windows. Got that, it's got a post in there. No windows. What's going on? I don't know how Pete got that office in the first place. How did Crane get an office at all? He should be sitting on the floor out in the lobby. That's true. I mean, Pete, because Pete was already the junior partner when they bought this building. Where the, yeah. When they bought this space. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, but uh, Crane, uh, Crane doesn't want to do it. Roger stands up. He's like, here's a thousand bucks. Get out of the office. Well, and that was great because, you know, he said, Crane goes, yeah, well, whatever, whatever the bonus would be, it's going to be more than you have on you. And <laughs> he just pulls out that You have massive... that much cash on you? Right. Uh, my favorite part, though, was when Crane's like, you owe me for this. And Roger's like, I don't owe you for this. I just paid you. Get out of here. It was wonderful. Yeah, that, uh, that was great. That yeah. was great. This is a transaction. <laughs> Exactly. And, I don't know you anything. And then Crane goes, is this going to be a monthly thing? <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, so uh, needless to say, he starts packing up. But John, uh, next thing we know, uh, Joan has freshened herself up and uh, is coming into the office for a visit. Freshened herself up and how? What is oh. with this getup? The getup? What do you mean? The, like, the, what, is, what is that? Velvet? Satin? Well, that would be some kind of satin material, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Velvet. Looking like she's Velvet. ready for some kind of formal ball. I don't know if I'd go that far, John. That seems uh, that seems a bit insane, but, uh, but she, she is dressed up. And she gets upset as soon as she walks in. The front desk girl is someone she's never seen. They hired the new girl, and the new girl tells her what happened and why they're splitting up her work. Mm-hmm. So it really adds to her anxiety. Uh, but she gets in, and everybody just kind of comes at her and says hello and looks at the little one she's extremely well received john uh don's excited to see her roger says how's my baby which right? is hilarious that was good well done sir and then uh and then she goes into uh, lane's office and uh lane uh tells her how much he misses her and how important she is to the firm and uh, uh that's just uh, a little heartwarming if you will uh i i'm sorry but uh, this whole jane jane joan storyline it's really boring. I really don't care. Well, about the baby. <laughs> about her and the baby and coming back to work and I don't know. It's just okay, fine. Who who cares? I don't. I don't know. I guess it, does it set up the intrigue for later on regarding you know the yeah husband maybe and... well right so that storyline's gonna happen granted but I just I just felt like uh, there was a lot going on in this episode and uh, can I just eight... point out that your prediction was dead wrong the oh, whole like uh, uh, Peggy and Pete and the baby. And they do that here in the first episode where they're standing over the baby together with an awkward moment between no, them. No, f- no, yeah, but no, that is not continuing the storyline, John. That is. No, it's not. Oh, my God, I wish I was in Columbus right now. We would full-out fight. You've really angered me on this episode, John. I'm serious. I'm really mad. <laughs> Moving on. We're in the goddamn <laughs> studio. Ah! We're we're in the creative space with uh, Peggy and uh, and Megan, and uh, I tell you what, Megan is just not happy. Now, now Megan has every right to do this. I agree, John. right? She I lay, mean, lays down the law, if you will. Yeah, as far as I mean, I guess she makes she takes a little cheap shot as far as like you know you say whatever you want, um, and whatever's on your mind. But you know she does call out Peggy for you know you you had to be you know you had to say something really just terrible to Don at his party. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and and then just kind of goes into a little bit tirade. You know what's wrong with you people? You're all cynical. Nobody smiles. Um, now see, but that tirade. Yeah. That's stupid. Everyone thinks you're stupid when you have that tirade. Well, but I mean, she only had it in front of one person. Still. So now Peggy thinks she's stupid. I yes, Peggy okay. does not have respect for her after that tirade. Oh, I'm fresh off the farm. Um, I think everyone should be nice and holding hands. Listen, nobody there is overly mean, okay? That's true. They're at work. I don't need to hug and kiss you. You know what I mean? We're here to get work done. Listen, Don may hug and kiss you and do other stuff, but I don't have to. I'm Peggy. I'm your boss. So shut up and deal with it. Well, which, but, you know, I guess to Peggy's credit, maybe she let her go home. I mean, do, do you do this on a regular basis? Eh, sorry, not feeling so great. I'm going to go. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No. I literally have to be on the floor dying before I would go home. I mean, that's but because I, I think about that, too. I'm like, well, yeah, just cancel the rest of the patients. I'm going to go no. back. No, we got we got shit to do, man. Right. And listen, if I go home for half a day, that means I have half less a day to do the work I need to get done. The, the deadline doesn't move. Right. Don't be an idiot, Megan. Shut up. <laughs> Sit down and work. Sorry. At least you didn't cry in front of Peggy, because that, that would have been it. I would have had to stop watching the series, John. Speaking of crying in front of somebody, okay. nice segue. We go right to Joan, and, you know, uh, he's Lane's going on about some, again, financial concerns. They're not really getting much new business. Their billings aren't going to come in for some time. And uh, Joan just asked him straight out, you know, hey, you know, are you getting rid of me? What's with the ad? What's with splitting my duties? And, uh, you know, <laughs> Lane's like, those two girls couldn't operate a parking meter. Nope, not both of them combined. Which was pretty the, funny. The brain just combined can't do anything. <laughs> so thank uh, you. And we need you back. It was right. nice. And she starts to cry. And she, you know, she really says, um, what I think you could see throughout the episode, how lonely she is. Sure. Uh, and he's he's very nice. He's he's not a creeper here. Right? He's can supportive. I, can he I, cracks a joke. Yeah. And the baby farts, which is hilarious. <laughs> now, John, can I can I can I point out one of those things that people do that are that are complete douchebags? But if you notice in this in this uh, in this in this shot, uh, it is uh, one hour sixteen minutes forty four seconds. The they moved the Mets pennant over a little bit to be in the shot. The Mets pennant does not. You see how it goes over yeah. the 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 divider between the walls? Right. It is not like that earlier in the earlier in the episode. So unless Lane is constantly in there tweaking that pennant, which he could be. Right. He strikes you as the type. This feels a little off to me, John. You so you're gonna be that guy, huh? You're gonna Oh call my god, Matt. John. I'm that guy right now. <laughs> I'm totally that guy. So then we have Pete over in uh Crane's office, still unhappy, which I don't understand. Why is he still unhappy? I guess he didn't want just a bigger office. He wanted Roger's office. I, I don't, I, I honestly, I don't understand that. No, because this, I mean, exactly. This is a great office. And, you know, Crane, I think even though he got the nice little bribe, you know, he's like, come on, man, what do you want? Yeah. Um, Let's just do this. Yeah. 
here's the thing. If you notice, uh, and I think this is hilarious, every time they get an opportunity to have the gun that Pete bought oh, yeah. <laughs> in the shot, they t- so his secretary is carrying a box with that gun, and it's like over her shoulder as well. It's amazing. <laughs> I want to. I want to kill something. I don't want you to cook it up for me, so I can eat it. Way to go, Pete! And that's amazing because you you actually just played that clip. That wasn't you doing the voice. That's no, that wasn't. Clip. That was yeah, that, that was, was actually Rapey Pete saying that. That was not me. But that uh, was not me at all. So based on uh, based on Megan's, I guess mini tirade, Peggy kind of uh, bucks up and and heads in and apologizes. Yeah. And Don says, eh. but still, even in this apology, you can see that she kind of has less respect for Megan. Like she's only apologizing because somebody had to call it out because their feelings were hurt. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's still not a genuine apology. Like she knew she did something wrong before that. She would have gone in on her own if it was a big deal. But you know what? It wasn't a huge deal. Let's be adults and get over this. But you're saying Sorry. that Megan's behavior precludes yeah. the whole being adults and getting over it. Yeah, exactly. All right. I mean, it's almost like she's a bit responsible because you know what? I mean, that she's she's the wife, so I got to keep everybody happy. You know what I mean? Because what? Now she's Megan in her mind's going home and bitching to Don about her, right? Probably. She's got no choice now to go in and apologize to Don and make sure that he knows that she's, you know, sorry and a genuine person and a blah blah who cares. You know what I mean? Right. Ah, people. And so Next we get, thing, uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, we got the wallet owner has come by, and it's not Dolores. It's not Dolores. John. It's not Dolores. It's Mister Alex Polito, mm-hmm. who um, he owns the wallet. It's his wallet. He uh, apparently did very well at the track that day. That's why there was such money in there. Mm-hmm. And Lane brings it out, hands it to the guy, and he's like, "Wait a second, wait, a hold on, let me check everything." He counts the uh, money, but does not notice that Lane. Decided to keep the picture. To pilfer the picture, John, really? as they say. Really? Yeah, creepy. I wouldn't have done that. That's That was a step too far. And, that was um, a step too far. But, the you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Polito says, well, thank you so much. This is, you know, very, very kind of you. Here's the thing. Yeah. It does not surprise you that Mr. Polito has a picture of a lady like that in his wallet that is p- potentially his girlfriend. Because Mr. Polito... Is one good-looking dude, right? Well, I think you know. I think this is you know. He falls under that one percent of the charmers. You know, this guy is in the Roger category. Fair enough. Fair enough, John. I will agree with you on that one. We then uh, we we then we then go to the Draper household, John, for what many have called uh, an uncomfortable scene. Um, now, if you remember the the apartment was trashed from that rager of a party they had now don said hey listen call the girl and get her in here tomorrow to clean this up and have her come in on monday to just keep cleaning well john that didn't happen the girl never came the cleaning never happened so megan had gone home quote unquote not feeling well uh to start cleaning up now when don walks in she's in her robe and you're thinking okay well maybe you know you change out of your work clothes you know you're gonna do some cleaning i don't know a robe doesn't make sense i like to put on a sweatshirt john that's how i clean we're obviously not the same type of cleaning personality uh, megan uh, uh then proceeds to take off that robe uh to to do her cleaning and uh claims that again uh she doesn't want to get uh, her clothes messy um and then proceeds 
to uh, and I I don't know if there's a proper term for this, but to uh, to anchor herself in a position that uh, many would call presenting, um, and this seems like some kind of weird sexual uh, uh, game they're playing. That's true. They're, you know, I don't know if there's any ground rules. Uh, what for the game? Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a, it's a win or lose. I think uh, I'm I'm gonna guess both of them win at the end of this game, John. Uh, but uh, it's just it's it seems it's strange, right? I I had I really had no idea. Because here's the thing. I mean, uh, they've been upset. They've been upset about uh, uh, about you know the uh, the weekend, the party, work, uh, and, and she seemed genuinely mad. Uh, but. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't end. It didn't end in anger. No, no. It I, it, it ended in coupling. It what? It did. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. It did. It, it it did seem as if they were going into a sex act in an aggressive fashion, John. Okay. I'm trying to dissect this in the in the in the in the most awkward way possible. Well, and then and then we we disappear from the awkwardness to Pete's new office. Oh wow! Okay, you're done. Okay, Pete's new office. And Stan comes by. Is like, hey, where's Harry? And Pete's like, I, I don't care. So I think he's embraced this now. He's, you know, he's got the bigger space. He's got the better work space. Right. You know, I think um, uh, that that he's happy with how things have gone. Sure. Sure. My favorite thing is that uh, he says uh, to uh, put in the calendar that he has a meeting in Staten Island at like nine o'clock in the morning tomorrow, which oh, is six, ex- 6 a.m., which is extra cruel with Coca-Cola. Oh How do you even get this? this what Roger would have to take the ferry. Well, and that's the thing is if you uh, well, and we'll get here in a second, but Roger's actually leaving at like 515 to make it to Staten Island by six. For a meeting that isn't there with Coca-Cola. Right. That is that is tough. My favorite part of that scene is he's putting on his shoes and doesn't Jane wake up and like, what are you doing? And he's like, shut up. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Things are going well for them, clearly. Man, they, I mean, they did really fall apart for them last season as it, as it, as it, as it was. But man, uh, they really hate each other now. Yeah, well, and last season, to be honest, I mean, we never ever just even saw them. We never saw her. Yeah, it's true. She wasn't even in last season. Um, much, much, yeah. But uh, so we get back to to Don and Megan after the fact, and I think she's she's saying, you know, with her, uh, how did you refer to it, kitten kisses and puppy dog wishes, um, something like that, something yeah. Like, yeah. But that to rewind the tape, yeah. <laughs> but with that attitude, you know, she's uh, she thinks that she's a an irritant to those at work, and she probably is, yeah. But but Don, you know, I guess takes the high road and is like, look, everybody there has problems. And none of them are because of you. That is a good way to put that. And I don't know. Do you buy that? Or is he just trying to soothe? I believe he's trying to soothe. But I don't believe that she's causing anyone any problems. I mean, she is a perfectly nice girl. Don't get me wrong. She just comes off as stupid. And then I think we have one of the bigger revelations about of the episode is that, you know, she was saying that she loves Don and she loves that he is so into his work. And he says, I don't I don't care about work. I just want to be around you. And, you know, for somebody that has, you know, been, you know, all about the work as long as the viewing audience has known him, that's a pretty big statement. Yeah. Yeah. For Sheezy, John. 
we then kind of see everybody kind of heading home for the evening or wrapping things up. Well, no, I think uh, it's it's uh, early morning, you know, because again, you know, Don's waking up, Pete's riding. Oh, right. We got okay. uh, you know Joan uh, taking the um, the baby for an elevator ride. Sure, sure, sure. That's how babies babies love elevator rides. I don't know if you know. And this. then it's a neat transition from the Joan elevator to Don and Megan in the elevator. Can 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 I say this thing though? Yeah. That is the smallest babe, fake baby in the elevator you've ever seen. You think that's fake? That's like they just rolled up a towel. I'm serious. And we also see that uh, that uh, Price went ahead and put the photo in his wallet. Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't even yeah. leave it at work under the little desk I set. No, he ah. like seriously. Yeah, he should just buy some magazines. Right. Or something. Good God, man. That's not Dude. a fake baby. It's a fake looking baby, John. It's like a towel wrapped up with like a washcloth sticking out the top. <laughs> Here's the thing. So the whole uh, the whole uh, ad in the paper about equal opportunity really backfired on him. And now uh, there's a bunch of folks in the uh, in the waiting room uh, going to apply for the equal opportunity job. I'm kind of glad it backfired on him. It was stupid. Uh, so uh, it looks now as if, you know, they're going to have to hire someone because if not, they're going to get the backlash on them as well. So uh, Lane Price goes out and says, uh, listen, we're not hiring any guys. We're just hiring secretaries and to leave their resumes. So it looks like we may have a, we may have a new dynamic on the show. What? Right. Right. And, and that'll be interesting because we know Joan's thoughts. Oh, really? Is Joan racist? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, that's right. She is. So that'll that's be not cool, man. Right, and she has no idea this is happening, as far as the interview process. This is true. So that that could be a very interesting dynamic, and sure. um, you know we'll we'll see what happens, because I guess they have that's the thing they have space, because they have the you know that one secretary between Roger and Don's desk, so they could just put one at one of those desks. Yeah, 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 definitely. But. Um, yeah, that was that uh, was that was a stupid move. That's uh, I have to. I'm surprised that whoever that Roger did that. Me too, but it's all right. It'll be it's it'll 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 be good. They they did need somebody, so they're you know it's good, it's good. John, yeah, it's the end of the show for Christ's sake. Oh my god, we made it. Oh, I'm exhausted. I need a drink. But John, that's the only two hour show of the of the season. You're okay. It's true. Okay, I'll survive. John, um, thanks for thanks for doing that with me, pal. I'm sorry I made you so angry. I'm sorry I got so mad, John. You know I'm a loose cannon, and I just now I feel bad. You <laughs> I w- can can we somehow hug over the over the microphone? Um, no. Okay, that's fair. Uh, now, John, I know we have gotten uh, some mail in the mailbag, um, but there's something I'd like to bring up before that. All right, if I may, if I may. <laughs> Um, now, everybody, we really enjoyed, as I mentioned at the top of the show, all the tweeting and the twittering and the, and the tweeting. Uh, and thanks for following us so much. We have the best time tweeting. John, I noticed your tweets were a little light. Uh, light as in comedy or volume? No, as in you didn't have very many. Okay, well, I, I try and pack a punch. Let's pick it up. All right. All right. Fair, fair enough. Uh, uh, Kate, Kate had some great tweets, and I, I'm a bit out of control. I like to tweet a lot. What can I say? It's just what I do. Um, but if you'd like to follow us for the next episode, I promise you'll have a good time. We had a great time. We had like we had like ten people or so tweeting with us. It was really fun. 
Uh, we're at Mad Men Recap on the Twitter. We're easy to find. We've had a lot of people follow us just just into today and last night, so that was really fun. But John, even more important, we have launched the new Mad Men Recap website. Everybody, this could not be more exciting. Uh, we've got a brand new website. It's about a billion times faster than our old website. So when you go to MadMenRecap.com, it comes up right away. Brilliant. And my friend, I am not, uh, I'm not easy with the compliments, but you have outdone yourself. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I know that you don't like to say nice things, and I appreciate that you just did. Here's the other thing, folks. Don't be afraid to leave a comment, and I'll tell you why. We've switched how we do the website. We're now, uh, we're, now using, we're now using WordPress. So when you leave a comment, both John and I get alerts to that comment, and we will get right back on it, both of us. That's right, everybody. I'm saying that I will respond to your comments. I know. I know. What is this new world? It feels like everything's changing and changing too fast, but it's not. It's going to be exciting. Now, listen, we also have, because I can't stop, we also have the Facebooks, folks. Now, listen, I'm not on Facebooks because Mark Zuckerberg and I had a thing, but John sure is, and he polices that Facebook like it's his job, don't you, buddy? This is this has been really fun. It has exploded over the last couple of days. Not that that's a surprise with all the the hype and the whatnot regarding the the Mad Men. We got a link to a complete and free Dick Van Dyke episode. All right. Sure. Um, we got a Love we got guy. a promise of an upcoming douche magazine. Get out of town, John. That's my absolute Those are favorite. favorite. And if people are unfamiliar with that, please go to the Facebook, check out the old photos of the fan art, and you will see some very very wonderful pieces that have been submitted by some of our great listeners. We do have um, the most amazing listeners on the Intertron, John. And so that's that's been a lot of fun. That's been blowing up. And we even got uh, some emails just since the show aired yesterday. Should I open up the mailbag, John? Uh, well, you've already used your sound effect for the day. Well, I've, I bought that one a couple seasons ago, though. All right. This, the, the mailbag one. Right. You ready? Here we go. Burr, 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 burr. Uh, we're going to kick off the season, I think, the right way with your friend and mine, Hugh. What up, hon? Hey. He, uh, he writes in gents. All I can say at this point is zooby, zooby, zoo. Clearly. And uh, and will there be tea smoking at the meetup? Here's the thing, Hug. Yes, there will be tea smoking, and we want you to bring it all the way from Florida, pal. <laughs> Get back to me. Crossing state lines, that could be dangerous. Not for hug. <laughs> uh, thank you. We got we got uh, one from Emily, who you referenced earlier, as far as, you know, the whole thing with the uh, the call of savages, maybe a little mm-hmm. forced there, um, that uh, she enjoyed the predictions. Hope Stephanie the Smirker returns. And, don't do that to and me. And maybe her California uptight mom, Patty. I, I don't see Why? a role for Why them. would you want Patty uh, yeah. anywhere near the show? Uh, and she also asked, uh, was it ever explained, did the real Don Draper have parents? The real Don Draper. So the the wife of Anna. Oh, right. And right. Uh, no, that's never been discussed. All right, Matt. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Please let us know about the real Don Draper parents. Um, in, uh, in the season five opener, I like how the generation gap issues were being set up. Generation gap. What do you think that uh, that would mean there? You mean between Don and Megan? Is that a generation? Is that a gen- No, wouldn't it be Don? And- it would be Don and Sally. But Sally barely has a role here. In this yeah. one, I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know exactly. I mean, we have you know we have Roger and Bert, and then everybody else. I don't know. All right. Um, 
at the surprise party. Good job making us feel like we were there. I do the one shot where it kind of goes around when Pete walks through. You know, I, I, that I thought that was well done. Oh yeah, that was great. I, the whole episode was great. And so thank you very much, Emily. We appreciate that. Uh, we got the the three things uh, sent to us by Chris, which we were able to use tonight. Thank you very much, Chris. Well done, sir. And uh, and this this just in uh, one from Carla. Carla White writes in, downloaded the season five uh, predictions episode of the podcast to listen to on the bus home tonight. Imagine my surprise and delight that you read my iTunes review on the show. Will you allow me to clarify a few points? No. On the cultural illiteracy comment, there was an episode early on where something completely flummoxed Paul and John. Whatever it was, I remember talking to my coworkers and my family and thinking that you should have known about it. Uh, I think it might have been like the popsicle thing with the... uh, uh, Mother Mary, we missed that one like by a mile. And yeah, I think we so, got. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. Uh, you know, hey, hey. 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 Are you <laughs> easy? Are, are you perfect? Are you perfect? Uh, but oh since then, God. I have been impressed that you researched the things you don't know about movies, books, well, thank etc. You. And thank, make, you, thank, make, thank you. And make a point to talk about it on the show. Sometimes I download podcasts and then regret the time spent to, to download and listen. Either the voices of the hosts offend my delicate sensibilities, or I find that I just am not interested in the topic as I thought I would be. Uh, while I did not click immediately with the three of you, something kept me coming back. Your jokes, your obvious affection for one another, your love for the show. Who knows? But I kept coming back. I wanted people who might only listen a few minutes to stick around and see if they clicked as well. I love the podcast, and I'm looking very forward to listening to your show this season, mostly so I can pretend you all are my friends because my own real-life friends don't love the show as much as I do and, frankly, think I'm a little crazy for loving it so much. Right? They're so we're, we're with you there. Oh, <laughs> thanks very much. And keep up the great work. Warmest regards, Carla. P.S. Were any of you Seinfeld fans? Yes. The title of my review references an episode where someone calls Kramer a hipster doofus. Really? Oh. Well, thank you for that. I never would have got that. Uh, Since there are more than one of you, I pluralize doofus to doofy. Yes, I'm aware the joke isn't funny if you have to explain it, but there it is. Well, thank you, Carla, for the email, for the update, for the iTunes review. What does it, so does does that just again make us uh, culturally culturally illiterate no. that we did not catch the Seinfeld reference? No, 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 not at all. You know, Carla, I feel like you're being <laughs> a little. You're being. You're being. You be, your expectations are a little high for a free podcast done by two guys in their living room. <laughs> well, again. now if if other people would like to, you know, mail in thoughts about that, what what's the uh, how do they do that? Oh, right. Yes, that's right, folks. We do we do have an email, and that is staff at madmenrecap.com. And I want you to be aware, folks, that does not just go to me and I hide them from John. And that does not just go to John and he keeps them from me. That goes to both of us. And we both read them. And John will respond because he can write, whereas I cannot. And that's nice that you gave the address, but I don't think anybody's listening. We're an hour and 40 into this. Oh, my God. No, you should be thanking us for being so entertaining for an hour and 40 minutes. My God, John, I feel hoarse. Yeah, you sounded better when we started. Thank you, John. I I appreciate all your compliments. Anytime. As always. John? Yes? I'm going to miss you until the next show. One week away. And, folks, Kate will be back on the next show. She apologizes for not being here tonight. But to be fair, this was the longest episode we've ever done, and I'm I'm almost about to cry. Well, let's hold that until we sign off. Bye. Bye. Zuby zuby zoo.
yeux qu'ils sont doux. Zoubi zoubi zou. Je vous l'avoue, mais oui, je n'aime que vous. 